You are listening to the Ortho Idea Podcast, where we bring you the newest trends in orthopedic technology. Tune in for engaging interviews with medical device executives, surgeons, and surprise special guests discussing new disruptive technology in the marketplace. Here is your host, Eric Anderson. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to the Ortho Idea Podcast. My name is Eric Anderson. I'll be your host today. And today we have the honor of speaking to Travis Mark, and he is the co-founder of Galen Medical Systems and some really innovative technology that they're bringing to the marketplace. And we're honored to have him on today. So Travis, how are you today? I'm doing great, Eric. Thanks for having me. How are you doing? Doing, doing fantastic. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, I wanted to have you come on the podcast when we had got on a call before. You have some really interesting things you're doing in the marketplace and also have a really uh, interesting backstory of how you decided to get to where you are today. So if you could go into a little bit about how Galen Systems it became what it is today and your background, that'd be great. Yeah. No, thanks, Eric. And yeah, so I've been in the medical space now, gosh, for over 16 years. Doesn't feel quite that long, but time flies when you're having fun. I got my introduction into the healthcare space, actually through the contract manufacturing side. Worked with a company that had a location here in Colorado Springs where we're headquartered, and I'm actually a Colorado Springs native, and in the Dominican Republic as well. And had the opportunity to lead sales for the West for them for a couple of years. And through my experience working with a bunch of the device companies, I really had a desire to get involved and start working with some surgeon customers. And so from there, my career kind of progressed, had the opportunity to be an independent distributor rep in orthopedics for Tournier back in the day, and then also had the opportunity to serve as area vice president of sales for the West for early stage orthopedic foot and ankle company. But the way Galen actually got started was back in 2010. So we've been in business now for over 12 years. And it started when Steve Jobs got up and presented the iPad for the first time. And I remember watching the Apple presentations. I'm a little bit of a fanboy, always have been. And I just said, oh my gosh, this is absolutely going to change everything in terms of how we communicate in the field, our opportunities in front of the surgeon customers. You think about being able to have your entire bag with you as a rep at any given point, just on demand. And so I actually started, left my position and went and started that company back in 2010. And things have kind of progressed from there and multiple different you know, product offerings. But that was the original start. Well, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. So you have extensive experience and obviously in medical device and orthopedics. And so how did that parlay into what you're doing now at Galen as far as, you know, how did that transfer? Yeah, So I think how a lot of companies start, and I'm an entrepreneur at heart, right? And a lot of things just happen where you want to scratch your own itch. And so that was really the inception of the app side of our business. And we'll kind of get into how we do online marketing and SEO too, because that was another kind of interesting segue. But the app is where it started. And so like I said, when we saw Steve Jobs recognize the opportunity that was going to be there and really started to work with some of the companies that we had personal relationships with. So aside from our development team, we all have a background in medical device sales. And we're speaking with a bunch of them and really kind of explaining, hey, here's what an app can do. Here's you know the entire bag at any given point. And everything we did was custom, right? A few companies caught the bug early and they said, yep, yeah, absolutely right. We need to get everything digital. 
and in the hands of the reps and everybody's buying iPads, surgeons are buying iPads as a no-brainer. So for the first about two years, two and a half years, everything was custom. But what we started to notice, Eric, is that about 80 to 90% of the feature requests we were getting on every single project were exactly the same. And so eventually we kind of got smart and said, you know what, why don't we build our own platform, software as a service, and really cater it to the early to mid-stage medical device companies? And the reason being is custom development was and still is carries a very big price tag with it, right? And so most early stages can't go, hey, we're going to drop, you know, seventy to $100,000 plus on an app platform. And so we decided to create this software as a service. Everything could be, you know, private branded for the companies. You didn't see any Galen markings, but we could turn around apps much more quickly, much more cost effectively. And then we took out a bunch of the pain points that were in traditional software as a service of going, okay, your per user license fee, you know, that was something going back to, you know, my VP of sales days of going, I don't want to have to figure out how many reps my distributor has this month and this guy has, and if I can bring this surgeon on. So we just said, hey, we're going to take out this pain point and you know, really accelerated it from that. That was a really big inflection growth point for our company when we did that. And it's still a major, major aspect of our business today. Interesting. So Tell me a little bit about your app development. Is it something, and I know we're probably going to go down a long-winded question by me, and you're going to be like, come on, this is an app. So I mean, I'm truly curious. Like, So can you take all the information, say a company, and let's, since you and I both have Tournier in our background, can you take the information from the reverse shoulder and take that all of that information, technique guides, maybe even some video, and produce an app that will allow that to teach, you know, these procedures to the masses, to the sales reps. Could you talk a little bit about exactly what the app can do? Yeah. So to answer your question, yes, it definitely can. (laughs) See, I told you. (laughs) You know, when you know, you know. Um, And so what it is, there's, there's kind of two components and I don't want to get too nerdy on this, but there's essentially two sides of our app platform, right? You have the actual app side, which is what most users have. And then there's also a content management side, which allows the device companies that we work with to essentially upload anything and everything, organize it how they want, you know, do a number of different things with it. And then the reps or, you know, even the surgeons, most of our companies now give certain limited access to their surgeons to be able to pull up technique guides and surgical videos, things like that. And all that can be available on demand. Doesn't even require connectivity, just downloads on the device. So it's always there. You know, it's 2022 at the time of this recording and hospital Wi-Fi is still not great. For the most part, <laughs> so we want everything to, yes. to yeah. So we want everything to always be there, and at the same point, give you know, give reps the opportunity to share things quickly and easily, and also an easy way for the surgeons to access it too, right? So I'm dating myself here, but actually, you know, handing out the brochures and physical technique guides. This just allows you to tap a button, shoot a text, shoot an email, and the doc's got it right there on their phone. So. Pretty simple. Well, I hope everybody heard that because I literally in the last few weeks have seen reps with literature walking around and like handing it out. I just I cringe because I know exactly where that literature goes and how much it costs. And, you know, I know the workflow. It enters the lobby. It goes through the window to the gatekeeper and then she turns and throws it right in the garbage. So, yep, (laughs) that's exactly that's your company. Give me a call. (laughs) 
So yeah, I, guess, <laughs> I wish I would have seen what it was. I would have passed on their name to you. Well, that's fantastic. So you're able to really customize a solution for any company that they're looking for, which is great. Knowing that and kind of where we're going, where do you see Galen as far as, and here I go, probably opening up a whole can of worms here with AI and everything else. Where do you see what you can talk about? What do you see in the future? Yeah. Oh, I appreciate you phrasing that way because there's a lot that I am not at liberty to discuss publicly (laughs) of what we're doing and what's coming. You know, but it is just so amazing how things are continuing to evolve. And, you know, you talk about AI and just even the training opportunities that are coming through some of this. And I think the technology where it's never going to be a replacement for everything, right? You know, we're very much not in that boat. There's still going to be a need at times for cadaver labs and things like that, but it might be a little less, right? You think about being able to train with some of the virtual reality opportunities that are out there and things like that. And then even from a distribution standpoint and a share of knowledge, yeah, it's going mostly digital, but you're still going to have the people who need to be in the office in front of the docks, you know, try as they might. I don't think reps are ever going to go away. And I hope that they don't, you know, I had surgery on my wrist last year and gosh, I wanted a rep in the room. I wanted as many as I can get in the room, right? As I understand the value that they bring. So I think there's always going to be opportunities for both sides. So I know that's a little bit of a vague answer and I apologize. No, that's fine. <laughs> G14 classified as, the, as we like to say. I understand. I understand. But you do touch upon something that, you know, we've talked about it at length and that, you know, whether it's on other podcasts or on just some LinkedIn fodder back and forth. And that's the whole thought of the repless mentality that is out there. I chime in on this all the time because I've been hearing the repless talk since 2000. And like every five years, I just joke. I'm like, here we go again. We're going to go repless. And it's funny. You are someone ingrained in the technology space, you're looking to make that a better experience all the way around. And you just said that we're not going repless. So I appreciate that. And what makes you think that way? Because we have several listeners who go, that's revolutionary. Because I can tell you, there are people out there and I kind of make fun of them that are, and I would never make fun of you, Travis. But in the IT world or, you know, the tech world that they are, they believe that they're going to be able to shoot a hologram on the wall one day. And then that will be your rep telling you what to use. What's your feelings on stuff like that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, let's have them get the hospital Wi-Fi fixed first. And then maybe I'll start to <laughs> some of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, gosh, I just... I don't see it because in my view, and I think those opinions largely, and I'm not trying to, you know, be disparaging towards anybody, but I think a lot of those opinions come from people who have never been in an operating room. And if you're, and so if you're in there, you know, I think you kind of have an understanding of the value that reps bring. And if you take them out of the room, in my view, the quality of care for the patient goes down and they may try it for a little while. But I think, you know, when everybody's tracking scores so closely, when scores start to decrease, they're going to figure out pretty quick if that's a reason why, you know, and I go back to my days as a rep and, you know, maybe had one or two surgeons that were just, you know, really, really excellent at what they did and maybe could get away in 95% of their cases without having a rep in the room. That's not everybody. And I'm not trying to make myself or anybody else sound more important than they are, but a good rep adds value. A good rep is a coach. A good rep is another set of eyes. 
I love sports. You don't see, you know, the Denver Broncos going out on the field without a coach. Although the recent record, they might as well have. But you want that extra set of eyes and that other input in the room. And there's just yep. a total understatement of the quality and the value to the patient that a good rep brings. Well, it's so interesting you say that. And we won't go down this rabbit hole all the way. But it's funny you use a sports analogy because I say this all the time to people. I talk to people and I said, you know, we're trying to go reckless. We're going to use all technology to do this. And I go, well, that's an interesting thought because in sports, there's a quarterback's coach, there's a running back's coach, there's a linebacker coach. Why is it there are all these different people and sets of eyes in this very high dollar, billion, multi-billion dollar industry? But yeah, we just have these patients that are sitting on the table. So we're going to get rid of you guys because, you know, you're just cost us, you know, this percentage more. And yeah, I shake my head. And then again, my thing I always go back to is we were told for years, you know, well, real estate, you know, we're not going to have real estate people anymore because that's just going to all be, that's all going to be gone on the internet. And I think there's like a real estate person in everybody's, every other house in your neighborhood, there's a real estate salesperson. So yeah. anyway, I won't go down that road, you know, too much more. So as far as when... Obviously, the technology piece and what you're doing, what is your the customer that you typically are working with? And that, obviously, I don't want names, but you know, what does your customer base look like? So it's really made up, and this kind of goes as our company's evolved, right? We have a couple of different product segments now. One of them, and probably one of the fastest, it actually is the fastest growing aspect of our business, is the online marketing side of things. So our customer segment is really made up of only medical device companies and then individual positions. Most of them are surgeons, of course, but that's really kind of our two focus areas. In the medical device space, you know, we work with across all specialties, a wide range of companies. Like I said, from the app side of things, our platform was designed for early and mid-stage companies. And as you can kind of imagine with all the mergers and acquisitions that have happened, we now work with a large number of the larger medical device companies as well. But yeah, medical device and surgeons are two product segments or two customer segments across our online marketing and app development side. Gotcha. And in those customer segments, what is their most pressing need right now in 2022? Well, I'd say there's a lot of different unique. I don't know if I can give a broad brush answer, but going to the online marketing side, we have seen in our surgeon segment is the largest growing aspect of this. We've seen so much incoming interest on this, especially as more and more surgeons have gone to become employees of healthcare systems, right? But they're still compensated based on RVUs. And what a lot of them are finding, and we had been working, you know, in the SEO side of things with a bunch of practices for many, many years. And when they all started getting acquired, we said, hey, we don't want to work with practices anymore. We'll work with individuals. But a lot of the surgeons that were part of these groups that we were marketing for, they would go, they'd get acquired. And then I would get a call and say, hey, I'm getting kind of frustrated because all of a sudden my patient volumes dropped. And they attributed it to the healthcare systems, which they legally, ethically, morally can't promote one <laughs> surgeon over another, right? So if you go to most of their websites, if your last name doesn't start with an A, you might be four, five, six pages deep on the provider list and you're not getting the pull through that you used to as well. And we know from the most recent data set that's come out that 81% of all patients today, regardless if you have a referral, are still doing an online search 
prior to scheduling an appointment with a healthcare provider. And so that has really motivated a lot of surgeons who say, hey, I still want to grow or I want to do more of these procedures and less of these to really kind of be able to accelerate and control a lot of their patient flow through online marketing and search engine optimization. Gotcha. Well, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. And I was curious about that just because obviously so many surgeons are now becoming part of large hospital groups. And how do I say this the best way? Hospital marketing groups probably don't do the best at some versions. Anyway, I guess it came across as negative. (laughs) Yeah. I don't see hospital marketing um, departments doing a bang up job at this point in time. Some do, but the majority don't. Well, and I think, you know, and again, not meaning to be critical, but they think about it differently. If you look at healthcare as a whole, and I don't think I'm shocking the world by saying this, but most of the industry is about 10 to 15 years behind the rest of the world when it comes to anything online, right? It's a, we have done it this way forever, so we're going to keep doing it this way. Well, quite honestly, Google doesn't care that that's how you've always done it, right? There's, there's right, algorithms right. that you play to and things that you need to do. I think the other kind of misconception, and, and I understand why they do it, you know, is that these healthcare systems want to build a brand, right? And so you have a few of them, you have, you know, Mayo Clinic, Vanderbilt, some of these really large institutions that have been around forever. But in Colorado, where I live, there's two really major healthcare systems at this point, right? You have Centura and UC Health. I still have not heard one person saying, I'm going to see my Centura doctor. I'm going to see my UC Health doctor. It's, I'm going to go see Dr. Jones. I'm going to go see Dr. Smith. There is still a personal element. And so what we're able to do is actually give the surgeons a platform. Hey, build your personal brand. The patients are going to connect with you personally anyway, Here's an opportunity to serve them before they come in. Here's an opportunity, you know, to where they're doing a search for an orthopedic surgeon in this town that you're the first one that comes up with your specialty and they can get comfortable with you before they even step foot in the office. And so we have just seen a huge push for this. It's like I said, it's the fastest growing segment of our business today. That's interesting. Well, I'm I'm fascinated by what you said, where when they go to search for a provider, they don't type in who is the best UC health, you know, blah, blah, blah. They type in knee surgeon and boom, up comes the the knee surgeons in their area. Yep. Yep. Exactly right. And, you know, I think we've been through this enough to where some of the marketing departments kind of, you know, cringe a little bit like, hey, you're going to go rogue and market yourself. At the same point, they should really be thinking because they're getting the pull through of all the new patients anyway that are coming through this. They're, you know, I think we're taking a big problem off of their hands, but it can work well in a lot of spaces. Now, that brings up a question. Have you ever gotten pushback from, and again, you don't have to name names, but do you ever get pushback from a health system that goes, you know, we really want to drive this bus and this is how we're going to do it? You know, yeah. And they push back more on the doctors themselves, you know, on why are you trying to go outside of our system? And, you know, so there has been some of that. And at the end of the day, right, the doctors are sitting here going, this is still my business, right? I'm an employee. I'm not doing anything unethical. I'm trying to grow my patient base. You legally, morally, ethically cannot market me more than anybody else that's in this healthcare system group, but I can 
And so that usually kind of quickly shuts down negative conversations when they just say, hey, I'm not breaking contract by doing this. I'm making the investment personally. You're not paying for it and you're getting all the pull through from it anyway. So, you know, you're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, Well, that's interesting because I do, you know, just from afar, you do. It's very obvious who surgeons, individual surgeons who have embraced their own personal brand and wanting to create that. And frankly, there's very few of them around. It's becoming more and more. If you start looking at the statistics of LinkedIn and things of that nature, you see that they are trying to obviously change that. So it's very interesting. Well, I always ask everybody who comes on the Ortho Idea podcast, if you're sitting here now in 2022, five years down the road, 2027, maybe a hard question, but where do you see Galen Systems? Where will you be? Well, I hope we continue to go deeper and expand in both of our product segments that we have. We've got some new initiatives coming out, which, you know, obviously, like any business owner, entrepreneur, you know, we really hope that gets adopted and entrenched. But our heart at the end of the day is to still very much serve the two customer segments that we have, the medical device side and the surgeons. We love it. We love being exclusive to that. And so we hope that we just continue to strengthen and deepen those relationships and continue to expand our reach in the industry because I think we're really providing a value for both of those customer segments. Yeah, you obviously are. And it's pretty exciting because I think as the future holds, it's going to be online brand, you know, what can you do as a personal brand as a surgeon and or obviously everything that is going to happen for a medical device company is going to occur on your phone slash iPad. And it's, I think we're pretty much there right now. So very exciting stuff. Well, if people want to learn more about Galen, where should they go? Yeah, our website is the best place to go and it's just galensystem.com. Invite people to go there and take a look and love to hear from you. Well, absolutely. Well, again, that's going to galensystems.com and you'll be able to see exactly what they are doing in the marketplace. Well, Travis, thank you very much for taking time out of your busy schedule today. I really appreciate you coming on the Ortho Idea podcast. We'll circle back with you here in the future and see how everything's going. Sounds great, Eric. Thanks for having me. Love the podcast. Love everything you're doing here. Awesome. Thanks, Travis. And we will talk really soon. Thanks. Thank you for tuning in to the Ortho Idea podcast. If you would like to learn more about the technologies discussed, please visit www.orthoidea.com.